Welcome, everybody, to Without a Doubt, your all-time favorite podcast in the world, and arguably, or inarguably even, uh, the most useful podcast out there, Persuasion School. My name is Jake Savage, if this is your first time here. Grateful to have you with us. The quick snapshot about me that I say in the beginning of each episode is I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on about 100,000 doors over the course of several years uh, before helping to launch a sales company in the food and beverage industry with some other amazing people. My job there, my role was to build and train a national sales team. I was the president for three years before I launched my own consulting business. And under that time, we hit some fun milestones like the Inks list of the 500 fastest growing companies in the nation, two years in a row. So several years of door-to-door sales, seven years of building a food and bev sales team. Uh, Like when I say food and bev, we worked with some, uh, they're called CPG brands, consumer packaged goods, consumer packaged goods, brands that you'd find in a grocery store, like Health Aid Kombucha, RX Bar, uh, stuff like that. So anyways, 2021 rolls around and I transitioned to launch my own consulting biz. I've been wanting for forever to pursue what I felt like was my calling, which was fighting human trafficking, fighting sex trafficking. You can go back and find episodes where I talk about why I got into that. But uh, anyways, because of the pandemic, found this perfect overlap of these nonprofits out there that um, some of them, not all of them, some of them needed guidance navigating the pandemic in terms of uh, development and fundraising and how to ask donors for financial gifts and donations during that time. And so I figured perfect time to leverage 15 years of corporate sales experience. So I finally was able to blend my calling and my craft together, and I launched my own consulting business, leveraging corporate sales methods to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations. So I started that in 2021. We're now in 2022, and I've learned a lot about the nonprofit space and just started a nonprofit myself, which I'm super excited about. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today, of course, as it pertains to persuasion, because there's an exercise that I went through myself. I'm going to share everything about that exercise with you guys, because I think it's going to be ultra helpful for you and your endeavors. All right. So that's me in a nutshell. This show, we usually just try to break down one principle or method at a time on persuasion, something that we'll borrow from the world of sales, or maybe from the world of psychology or even neuroscience. And we have fun with it. So it's going to be something, some tool to help you become a more effective communicator better negotiator, uh, get more discounts, get more deals, get more donations, get more dates, whatever it is that you want in life. That's the point of this show. Help you get it. All right. Enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into today. So I'm rereading this book that like, I feel like anytime I'm reading a really good book, I'm always like, man, this is my favorite book. It's the best book I've ever read. No book compares to this. Any of you who know me, might be thinking that is so true. Uh, but anyways, I, I got to say, I feel like this one actually is the best business book. Oh, man. Maybe even spanning other categories. Best business book I've ever read. I think. I'm pretty sure. It's called This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. Godin? Godin? I don't know. This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. So this is my second spin. The first time I read it was a few years ago. Um, but I wanted to pick it up again because I'm operating as, you know, I'm like the solopreneur for my nonprofit, doing a little bit of everything, trying to get this thing off the ground. So in addition to selling it, trying to get donations and trying to get people involved, 
I also have to take care of the marketing. So I wanted to to just sharpen my skills, see what I could learn. And I am leaning so much more on the second spin of the book than the first one. Pages and pages of notes. But there was one thing that stood out to me. It was like a template, an exercise that Seth Godin provides. And so I wanted to take this to heart and use it to create a compelling brand video for my nonprofit. And this was a game changer for me, not just actually like creating the video and creating this marketing message, but undergoing the exercise to get to the nitty gritty of what what niche I was serving, what I was trying to accomplish and what I'm trying to help other people accomplish. And so I wanted to share this exercise with everybody here for a couple reasons. For one, if your role, we, we talk a lot on Persuasion School about navigating conversations with, from like a one-on-one perspective, right? That's, that's what a lot of us in the sales world do. Same thing with fundraising or recruiting. If, you're, if you work for a bigger company, the marketing department takes care of that. So like if you're thinking about it in terms of fishing, the marketing department, they're creating the lures and the bait. Then they give that to the fishermen. It's the fisherman's job to use that lure the bait and then actually hook the fish and reel the thing in, right? So, but th- that's why we, we specialize in fisherman type stuff uh, on Persuasion School. But some of you who listen may have a different role. Maybe your job requires you to craft compelling messaging to an entire audience and not just those one-on-ones. This episode is going to be perfect for you if that's the case. But if that's not the case, don't check out. If your job using the fishing example, if the lure or bait has already been created for you by a marketing team and your job is just to hook people and reel them in, this is still going to be tremendously helpful because the template involves identifying what your audience believes, what they want, and then making a promise to them. And if you're in a marketing department or your your job is to create that for a large audience, you're not going to ever, I mean, I don't think, I'm not like a marketing pro, but I I don't think you'd ever be able to drill down on the ultra specific target for an individual, for what that person believes, what that person wants, and then make a promise specific to that person to help them get what they want. Marketers have to do that from a broad perspective and they have to get as close as possible, uh, land as close as possible on a target that fits the most amount of people, essentially. But if you're in a, in a role that involves having one-on-one conversations, you have the benefit of doing this on a granular level. You can identify exactly what someone believes, exactly what they want, make a promise specific to them. So you'll just have to tweak this a little bit. But anyways, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into what this template is. So three sentences that we can use to craft a compelling message to our audience. Here's the first sentence. My product is for people who believe X. I will focus on people who want X. And lastly, I promise that engaging with what I make will help you get X. So that's the template right there. My product is for people who believe this. I will focus on people who want this. And I promise that engaging with what I make will help you get this. All right, so it seems kind of simple. And I've been working on this nonprofit now for since probably like November was when the idea first came around. So we're at like eight months or something. And like I would think that I would just know this off the top of my head, but I got out some paper and started actually writing this down with a pen. 
and I filled the entire paper, just scratching things all over left and right, crossing stuff out, refilling it in. It took me forever to actually complete this exercise and be satisfied with it and, and think that I actually hit the nail on the head. It was way more difficult than I would have thought. So for one, I don't think that this is something you can just say, oh yeah, yeah I got it. Like I'm good. I'll, I'll use that the next conversation. I have. Like I would encourage you to slow down. Maybe you're somebody that would do this naturally. I'm the type of person that would probably be too cocky and be like, yeah, I got it. Thanks. I'm going to do that on my next combo. If you're like that, I would encourage you to slow down, write these sentences down, work as hard as you can to fill in the blanks and find something that you believe is true for your audience and that will resonate with them the most. All right. My product is for people who believe X. I'll focus on people who want X. I promise that engaging with what I make will help you get X. All right, so let me share with you my marketing template. And then I went ahead and created a brand video for my nonprofit using a script that I built. So I use my marketing template and I integrate it with a script because I think a lot of you will have to do the same. There might not be a circumstance where you just write down these three sentences on some poster you know, or say it over the phone to a prospect you're going to have to integrate these three sentences into a larger message. So that's exactly what I did. So you'll be able to see what I did with my nonprofit, uh, how I integrated it into the message. So for the template piece, my filling in the blanks, the first one was my product is for people who believe that they have what it takes to do difficult things. Oh, uh, let me clarify. <laughs> If you if you're the first if this is your first time here and you don't know what nonprofit I started, let me just give you a super quick uh, breakdown of it. So we started a nonprofit charity endurance team. So if if you're somebody who's done this or you know someone who signed up for a marathon and they wanted to do it through a charity or raise money for a charity, uh, we're we built a similar model, but we're trying to partner just with Ironmans essentially because that's also where there's the most space to play. I guess not a lot of people out there, uh, charities at least, want to partner with Ironman. But we're going for it. We're going to try to tackle that challenge and get people to sign up for Ironmans. So anyways, that's what we do. If you, you can register for the Ironman on your own or you can register through our nonprofit. We provide you with a bunch of tools, resources. We've got partnerships with brands that will hook you up with free gear, partnerships with uh, like an online training software that you get for free. And then we also train you how to fundraise and all that money that you raise gets to get granted out to anti-sex trafficking nonprofits at the end of the race. And you're going to have access to an, a community the entire time of people that are in the same position as you. So it's like this fun experience for people to both train for this transformational life experience and then make it make an impact while doing it by helping to fight sex trafficking. Our first race is in San Diego next April. Ironman gave us 25 spots. I've got about 18 hard commitments. A couple people have already paid and signed up. Got a few spots left, so I'm working hard to fill those remaining spots. And this message has already helped us uh, bring in new signups. So I know that it works. All right, so anyways, that's the product. Back to the template. My product is for people who believe that they have what it takes to do difficult things. The next one was the focus piece. So I said, I will focus on people who are willing to put that belief to the test. All right, so here I put my own spin on Seth Godin's recipe. <clears throat> Instead of saying people who want to put their belief to the test, I changed it to willing and I'm not saying I know more than Seth Godin about this stuff, but 
I've been studying, obviously, persuasion and rhetoric for quite some time. And I think that changing the word want to willing helps to uh, do two things from a rhetorical standpoint. Number one, three things, actually. The first is to create a slight sense of tension. Right? And if you listened to, I think that the episode where I talked the most about introducing tension was probably when I talked about MLK's I Have a Dream speech, where he's constantly creating tension and then relieving tension, creating tension and relieving tension, like in each stanza. It's flip-flop, flip-flop, and this keeps the audience engaged. Uh, too much tension, and it's a little bit overload, right? You have to constantly relieve it. So I wanted to introduce a little bit by saying we want to focus on people who are willing to put the belief to the test. So that's the tension. Then the next aspect is rhetorical aspect is people are now required to ask themselves, oh, well, I consider myself someone to believe I have what it takes to do difficult things, but am I willing to put that belief to the test? They have to ask themselves that question. I'm not asking them. I'm just saying we focus on people who are willing to put that belief to the test. So they are going to ask themselves that question. And here's why that's beneficial. And this is that third rhetorical aspect is a quote I've mentioned on the show before too. People are more often persuaded by reasons we discover ourselves rather than those given to us by others. And that's from Blaise Pascal, mathematician and philosopher from the 1800s. One more time. We're often more persuaded by reasons we discover ourselves rather than those given to us by others. So when they're listening to my messaging and they're asking themselves, am I, am I the type of person that's willing to put my, my beliefs to the test? If they say yes, they are more likely to be persuaded to follow through with my call to action rather than me telling them to follow through on the call to action, if that makes sense. All right, hopefully you're still tracking with me here. My product is for people who believe that they have what it takes to do difficult things. I will focus on people who are willing to put that belief to the test. And then lastly, I promise that engaging with what I make will help you find the feeling that you're looking for. Now, right off the bat, that may not sound like it clicks with the first two sentences, but it does if you listen to the entire marketing message that I created, which I'm about to play for you guys right now. I'm going to play it because I, in the video, I added some music. Oh, the music is so good. I spent hours scouring all these different tracks to find the right thing. And I think I found the right thing. And I want you to hear it because I'm proud of it. So anyways, I'm going to play that for you in just a second. But I needed to tweak that last sentence to align more with the rest of my messaging because I go on to say some of us are racing to discover our limits. Some of us are racing to uh, avoid complacency. Some of us are racing to honor legacies. And I'm like using these different examples. And I'm saying, you know, at the end of the day, all of us are searching for a particular feeling. And we promise that engaging with Team AI will help you find the feeling that you're looking for. All right, here we go. I'm going to play it for you all. And if you'd like to see the video, it's on my YouTube channel, which is It's Jake Savage, or Instagram, It's Jake Savage. You can find it there. Or the uh, nonprofit's Instagram. Or just go to the nonprofit's website, teamai.org. All right. Here it is. Still there? <laughs> Tensions building. Or not. Maybe you don't care. <laughs> All right, here we go. Just thought I would see if you're still paying attention. 
Many of us believe that we have what it takes to do difficult things. Few of us, though, are actually willing to put that belief to the test. Our organization focuses specifically on those few. Team AI is a nonprofit endurance community. We participate in the world's toughest endurance events in order to help fuel the abolition of sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is a form of modern-day slavery that exists all around the globe. This year, $28 billion will be generated from the sexual exploitation of women, children, and men. If this industry were a company, it'd be the size of Coca-Cola. We're striving to put them out of business forever. And while this cause may help bring us to the starting line, many of us have personal reasons for crossing the finish line. Some race to discover their limits. Some race to avoid complacency. Others race to honor legacies. All of us, though, are in search of a particular feeling that comes with accomplishing something difficult. Whatever that feeling may be for you, we promise you that Team AI will help you find it. Not bad, huh? <laughs> I'm pretty happy with how this turned out, and I am uh, forever in debt to Seth Godin for helping me with this this template here. Also, that little whoosh at the end was it's where the logo pops up on the screen. I didn't add that for like any rhetorical effect. Uh, anyways, super happy with how it turned out, and I already mentioned that this is generated results, new signups, way quicker than I anticipated. Because I put this out on my own social media, figuring, okay, a couple hundred people might see this. But really where this is going to move the needle is when uh, our partners share this with their networks. The brands that we're partnering with, the nonprofits that we're partnering with, that's where we're going to be able to get in front of much larger audiences and really move the needle. And that hasn't even happened yet. Slotted to happen soon, but uh, already new signups just from pumping it out to my own network. So very grateful for that. So it's worked for me. I'm confident that it will work for you as well. One more time, the template is my product is for people who believe X. I'll focus on people who want X. I promise that engaging with what I make will help you get X. All right, so the, the key here is to sit down, take some time, fill this out. But if you are unsure about any of these answers, there is a way to find out. And it is not to guess or to assume, it's to ask. Again, this is another benefit of somebody who is in a role where you have only one-on-one -on -one conversations. You, you get that opportunity in real time to ask people what it is that they want. Uh, but if you if you don't have that and your your job is to create the lure, create the bait, you have to craft a compelling message for a large audience, and you're not sure, you need to start talking to some of your current customers or some of your current donors to figure out exactly what it is that they want. And that's what I did for this. I didn't make any assumptions, and I even tried hard not to base it off of myself because um, I'm somebody that's gone through this process of participating in one of these events and fundraising, but I needed it to fit my target participant um, more than myself so that we could actually move the needle here and get more people to sign up. So of the 18 people that had committed, I reached out to everybody and I said, hey, I'm trying to hone in on my marketing message. If you could boil down the reason why you've decided to participate in this Ironman to one sentence, what would it be? I'd love for you to share that with me. And you know, it's interesting because, well, for one, that's how I got all these responses. 
people started telling me exactly what it was they wanted out of it or why they were doing it or et cetera. cetera. Um, And that is what I used to fill in the blanks. Maybe I should have mentioned that earlier on. Anyways, I used real responses from real people to fill in those blanks. I wasn't just winging it. Side note, super interesting. Not a single person said they were doing this because of the sex trafficking thing. Kind of interesting, right? But like also just goes to show from like a fundraising perspective and donor perspective, so often we position ourselves as the hero in the story. You know, if we're if we have a nonprofit that serves an underprivileged people group, so to speak, reposition ourselves as the hero of the story, you know, coming in and saving the day. When in reality, I think a lot of donors, some of them, they, yes, they absolutely care about that. But I think a deeper reason is what it means for the donor to give, what it means for the donor to get involved, how it makes them feel. And I think the goal is to help them feel like the hero of their own story in their own journey. And giving is going to change the way that they see and feel about themselves. And that might be more compelling, not might, it is. It is more compelling to them than your reasons for doing something as an organization. And same thing if you're a for-profit entity, the problem that you're solving. Their reasons for buying are usually different than your reasons for selling. But you have to find out what those are. So follow this template. And if you don't know, reach out to your current customers or your current donors and ask and then retool, 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 perfect this thing, and then get it out there. All right. Hopefully that was helpful. Hey, as we close out today, I've been contacted more recently, which is great, by sales managers who want me to coach and or train their teams. And if this is something that you're interested in, you can send me an email at jake at jakesavage.co and we can take it from there. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about the nonprofit, teamai.org. If you want to see what I'm up to, my own journey, it's uh, on Instagram at it's Jake Savage, the best place to catch me. Other than that, we're good. We're good to go. Let me know how this goes if you do try it, and we will catch up next month. All right. Adios. Adios.